What's going on everybody? Drone on here with you. It is Friday, December 9, 2022. How is everybody doing out there today? Now, a couple weeks ago, off of Thanksgiving games, I was doing well last week with 6 and 8, but thankfully for me, and so far from last week in the second half spot, nobody's really pulled away just yet. But it is time to bounce back after a 6 and 8 weeks. So hopefully I can do so. So we're starting off week 14, Tennessee at home, having covered 3.5 against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, there is a lot to make of one week when you have the Lions pretty much absolutely blow out the Jaguars and play the best game of the year. Tennessee didn't play all that well last week. Although Jacksonville has shown what their true stripes have been, yes, they've played some close games, but Tennessee is still the better of the two. Derrick Henry's had some very slow weeks, and I keep bringing him up every single week because he's the spearhead alongside with Ryan Tannehill to try to get that offense going. So Tennessee, cover three and a half. I hope they do so. I'm going to take the Titans. <clears throat> Buffalo against the New York Jets. Jets getting nine and a half on the road as they travel to play Buffalo. And the first meeting between these two teams, it was a win by the Jets. And nine and a half points is a lot for a Robert Sala team that's been Hanging in there pretty much every single game. I know what Buffalo is, and hopefully Josh Allen's getting healthier by the week. But no Von Miller for the rest of the year and some of these other pieces. I'm going to take the Jets and the points, even though Buffalo might win. I don't know if they're going to cover 9.5. Pittsburgh, they'll welcome Baltimore. Baltimore getting 3.5 points. The Lamar Jackson-less Baltimore Ravens. So even with Lamar Jackson over the stretch of weeks, and look, I give John Harbaugh full marks. You win games in the NFL, it counts as the win column no matter by how much you win it by. I know that's easier said than done. But Baltimore in certain uh, expectations hasn't looked good with Lamar Jackson. So how will they look without him? Pittsburgh has been a lot better toward the latter stretches of their games. And I think Mike Tomlin's going to find a way to cover three and a half at home. Give me Pittsburgh over Baltimore. Philadelphia on the road, traveling to the Meadowlands to take on the New York Giants. Giants getting 7.5. Look, I've tried to uh, pass on Philadelphia over the last couple weeks to my own peril. They've been putting up points on the board. The Giants still have a lot to play for, but this is Philadelphia right in front of their face. I think Philadelphia is going to cover this 7.5. I really don't have any other expectations to tell you why, other than Jalen Hurts has been carrying over the last three weeks. I think he'll do more of that. Give me Philadelphia. They'll cover the 7.5. Cincinnati and Cleveland. Cleveland getting 6.5 in the Battle of Ohio. There's a lot to be said about Joe Burrow when it comes to the Kansas City Chiefs winning three straight games by three for the Bengals. But when they play against the Cleveland Browns, they kind of fall down to their level and they haven't covered, haven't played well. The only reason why I'm going to stick with Cincinnati in this point is if I have Deshaun Watson on the other end, who's still kind of shaking out the cobwebs after all the stuff, like we said last week, that is his own doing, I think Cincinnati will find a way to cover the six and a half. It could be ugly and the number could be very close, but I will take the Bengals. <clears throat> the most interesting game of the week in the local area, and you're listening to a man from Michigan here, and the Detroit Lions and the Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings are 10-2, folks, and they travel to Ford Field, a one-and-a-half-point underdog to the Lions, the 5-7 and seven Lions. I really don't know what to say at this point. 
A lot of you come out here and tell me that Kirk Cousins has been very lucky and Minnesota has been opportunistic enough and Detroit is absolutely going to run over the Vikings and dominate them. And that's why they're one and a half point favorite. Hell, even at that spot, Vegas tells me they don't have confidence in a team that is 10-2. I'm going to go the other way in my own peril again. Again, I took... If you want to be critical here of me too much, I did take the Lions in the 9.5 points when they played the Buffalo Bills. They covered on Thanksgiving. But Minnesota's 10-2, and two, and they're getting 1.5. I don't see what the issue is. I'm going to take the Vikings, and I'm going to take the 1.5 points, because then they should win this game outright. And if they don't, at least we can come back and revisit in a few weeks the Lions making the second, the second half push. Didn't we all say at the beginning that the Lions had the second easiest schedule in the entire NFL? Well, now they're finally starting to get some back-end wins that they should have got at the beginning of the year. And if they did this push toward the end, they could be looking at a playoff spot. But because they played so poorly at the beginning of the year, injuries were not withstanding. Dan Campbell and the rest of those guys were not doing the job. For whatever reason, they're doing it now. But that could be a little bit too little too late for the Lions. But still, it's a 10-2 and Vikings team. I'm taking the Vikings and the points, and if they lose, so be it. I'm not going to die on that hill for the Lions being that much better and everybody calling out about how good the Lions are. If you wanted to be that good, win those games at the beginning of the year, bar none. Dallas and Houston. Dallas at home. Houston getting 17.5 points as they go back from uh, Kyle Allen now to Davis Mills. Look, I understand how good Dallas is at 17.5 points on the other side. I don't care if Dallas ends up winning this by 45. 17.5 point spread is too much. I'm taking the points, and I'm not going to look any other way as far as trying to give you an explanation. I see 17.5. I'm, I'm taking the points. Kansas City and Denver. Denver getting 9.5 at home. Denver able to... Uh, Lose an ugly game. What was it, 10-9 last week against the Baltimore Ravens? Denver's defense is good, I will say that, but Kansas City is on a whole nother level. Probably Kansas City is another one of those teams that might win by 8.5, and, and I'll get pissed because I'll lose by a point or a point and a half. That could possibly happen, but Denver's not showing me anything on offense, and if Patrick Mahomes even has maybe like an 80% day, they should be able to cover at least by three or four points. So give me the Chiefs. Seattle and Carolina. Boy, I need to have a conversation with Cooper Hopkins on this one. The uh, Seattleite that he is. It is Seattle and Carolina. Carolina on the road getting three and a half points. What to make of Seattle? Yes, I like Geno Smith and he seems to do really well every single week. But Seattle's just not covering the spreads. And yet it is Carolina with nothing else left to play for. What are they going back to Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, already trying to lead a uh, touchdown winning drive on the other side in the Thursday game. So it's Seattle and Carolina with a three and a half. I'm just going to take Seattle. I know that they're the better team. Let's start covering some of these spreads and get back on track. San Francisco and Tampa Bay. This should be a flexed game on the Sunday night. If it is, if it isn't already, San Francisco at home, Tampa Bay getting four and a half points. I understand what Tom Brady did against the Saints on the Monday night. It was nice to see him get 14 points after only getting three in the first three quarters. Tampa Bay is, what, six and six on the season. They're right at 500. San Francisco has been getting 
better and better and better every single week. And now they have an issue with another injury as Jimmy Garoppolo goes down and it's Brock Purdy. I heard some of the talks about Brock Purdy saying he's not afraid to go ahead and uh, mix it up and say what's on his mind. And he does not lack confidence. When you have Kyle Shanahan on that other side, who's kind of the quarterback whisperer, he makes it easy, even though the defenses can have a harder time. But he makes offense easy, he makes quarterbacking easy. That would be a system I love to play in because I really don't understand football and some of these offensive plays a lot of the times. So with that being said, and with San Francisco and I think being such a better team, even though it's Tom Brady on the other side against Brock Purdy, I can't go against the 49ers any longer. Give me San Francisco at home to cover the four and a half. Leads us to the final two games. Miami on the road as they travel, take on the L.A. Chargers. Chargers getting three and a half. So two has been down over the last couple weeks. It was a tough game against San Francisco last week. But I still want to get back on that Dolphins bandwagon as far as scoring some points and covering these spreads. I know the L.A. Chargers can be good too, but I like Tua, I like Waddle, I like a lot of the other pieces there with Tyreek Hill. We always talk about the same names. They say, John, can't you mention any other ones? What other names do I need to mention? That's the offense that drives the ball with the long ball down the field. You got Raheem Mostert, I get that, but it's all about passing. So Miami, I'll take it. Cover the three and a half points, please. And that's going to lead us to an atrocious Monday night game between Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots and uh, Cliff Kingsbury and the Arizona Cardinals. Did I get both of those right? I'll get myself brownie points if I got that correctly between Mac Jones and Kyler Murray. Look, I understand Kyler Murray is the better quarterback on the other side for Arizona. They're getting one and a half at home. It is Bill Belichick. I don't think too much of Mac Jones. Hell, I thought Bailey Zappi was a little bit better even in his time, but that's just me watching on an, an off-screen of a little window dressing, if you will. Bill Belichick will find a way to maybe win the game late and get just enough against Arizona to be able to cover a one-and-a-half. I don't feel confident about it. That's one I wouldn't want to have to pick unless I had to, like I do now. I'd stay away from that Monday game. So I got Tennessee at home covering the three-and-a-half. I got the Jets on the road. Nine and a half against the Buffalo Bills. I got Pittsburgh at home against Baltimore, having to cover three and a half. I got Philadelphia on the road against the Giants, covering seven and a half. I have Cincinnati at home against Cleveland, need to cover six and a half. I have Minnesota at Ford Field, covering one and a half against the Lions. And again, we'll see how I get flamed for that one. I have Houston on the road at Jerry's World, getting seventeen and a half against Dallas. Sorry, guys. Even though if Dallas might kill them by again forty points, I gotta take the seventeen and a half. Kansas City on the road against Denver, covering 9.5. I have Seattle at home. They need to cover 3.5 against Carolina. San Francisco again at home against Tampa Bay. That line is at 4.5. I'm going to take the 49ers. The Dolphins to cover 3.5 on the road against the Chargers. And I'm going to take New England on the road against Arizona. That one is just at 1.5. And my tiebreaker score for Detroit and Minnesota, I'm going to put it at 55 just because I don't really know anymore. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored and hopefully for my sake, Minnesota can either win the game outright or at least cover the one and a half. Those are my picks for week 14. Hopefully I'll do better than six and eight like I did last week. Peace, guys. Have a good one.